Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is the show that is designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, MD, and as always, it is my pleasure spending time with you on this broadcast with a goal that something you learn may take your health and your life to a higher level. Now, if you were with us last week, and if you were not, shame on you, you can go back to the archives and take a listen, but my guest, for part one, and she's here again today for part two, is Ms. Yvette Jackson. And what an inspirational story. What an inspirational woman she is. Yvette Jackson, as I said to you last week, she is a living lesson with the idea that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And as I told you last week, she grew up in poverty in Jamaica, was sexually molested as a child, experienced abuse in her marriage, had a near-death experience, and was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when we, we show that, you know, she went from that, she did not let those experiences define her, and she's move on today to where she is an actor, a very successful actor, she's a model, She's an author. She is just amazing, really amazing. And you need to pick up her book. It's called The Journey, A Warrior's Resilient Spirit. And, of course, we'll also talk about her film. She is an award-winning producer. She's a producer of an award-winning film, which is called Forgiveness, Lessons of Life 101. So we'll talk a little bit more about that today. So, Ivette, welcome back. Thank you, Dr. Diane. All right, so, you know, we left off last week, and we were talking about um, your marriage that is, <laughs> it's, it's quite, you know, I chuckle, but I know that there are other women out there who are going through this. So you were, you had gone through um, figuring out that you were molested. You figured that out later in life. You moved on from there. You talked about your brush with death, and you walked away really being protected um, by God, you talked about your deep sense of spirituality and your deep Christian beliefs. And then you went on to talk about, you know, being married, things were doing okay, and then at some point the marriage turned sour. So let's pick up from there. So here you are working at this facility. Your husband is also a registered nurse, and he's working there too. And now he's dating someone. So the three of you, um, are in a relationship in a sense, and you're all working at the same place. But I know there are other women out there who are thinking, I've been there. So what happened when you figured this out? Well, I confronted him, and he denies it. Then I confronted her, and she said, boy, that was a hit the Lord about. She said, well, if everything was okay at home, why did he come after me? Ah, that killed me. I so but, hate when women do that. Wait a minute. Ah. I, and I've heard that before. I've heard women say that to other women. And I really, you know, and, and here's the interesting thing. What they don't realize is that it is a character flaw. When a guy does that, 
And it's not nothing about the woman that he's married no. to or the woman he's with. It's, it's a character flaw. It's his flaw that if yes. he's obviously having problems at home, you need to talk to the person and figure it out, right? You don't exactly. go looking for someone else. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. so now she said that, and, and then mm-hmm. what happened? I left. I left wow. from, I stopped working there because, honey, I have to because we're going to get in trouble. And so I left. And um, he's still there, and he continues there. And I, I put him out. I put him out of the and house. And what, what gave you that strength? Because you said, you said you love the ground that man walked on. And there are women out there who are doing the same thing, and they don't have that strength because they love the person so much, sometimes loving the person more than they love themselves. So they don't have that strength to do that. So what, again, what shift did you make in your mind that you can say, you know what, I'm putting you out because I'm not tolerating this? How did you go about that? Enough is enough. I mean, if you're going to go with somebody that we work together, and then she knows we're husband and wife. Come on, ladies, and you're you're going to do that, you know. And so I said, no, this is that's 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 too very disrespectful. I said, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I deserve better than this. And I I put him out. I tell him I asked him to leave, and he wouldn't leave. So well, of course, he left. Called the police. Said, get him out of here before I get myself into trouble. And he left. And. He was out for about a year, and we call and we continue to talk on the phone sometimes after a while. And he pleaded and he begged and he cried. And, and of course, what us women do, most of us, most of us, we take them back, right? Yes, I took him back. And things just gotten worse and worse. It escalated worse and worse and worse and worse till I said, no, I'm going to kill him. He got to go. And I, that's it. The last time he left, I said, that's it. I can't, no more. It's going to kill me dead. It's going to kill me dead. And then I went to the doctor, and then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, and oh, oh, it's too much. And then he come back again. After I was diagnosed, he came back. And I would, because I thought I needed him there to help me, to walk me through, to help me, even though mm-hmm. I have the Lord. Because after this surgery, I'm going to need him, and I'm going to need help, and I'm going to, and he knows the medical field well. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way, honey. He would come to the hospital. I was going in OR for six hours of surgery, and he was there flirting with the nurses. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend, who's also a nurse, we worked together in New York, and we moved to Florida together. She was the one who got up and drive an hour to come to the hospital for 6 o'clock in the morning. She was the one there holding my hands and saying to him, my God, your wife is going for six hours of surgery. Can't you hold her hand? Instead of over there flirting with the nurses, who that guy? Oh, he's 70. Well, let me just jump ahead. Fast forward a little bit. Because I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, where is he and what is he up to now? But go ahead. He, yeah. I, finally, I, I, after the surgery, oh, I suffered through the surgery. I suffer at home. I suffer because he went, he just gone with the younger women. And he's 70. I divorced him. Finally, I divorced him. And he's 72 now and still have the same mentality. Give me a break. Ah, same mentality. Doesn't change a bit. 72. Well, some people never learn, right? But you don't have to stay with that. That's the important. You said it earlier, you deserved better. Yes, and I brush myself off, go to church, and I fill myself in every ministry. I was working five ministry plus working. And then I branched off into all my life, people saying, why don't you become an actress? I mean, why don't you do modeling? 
I said, no. And so finally I got up, I got the yellow page one day. I said, I'm going to do modeling. I've heard this all my life. Wait, 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 wait. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking ahead of you. Go ahead, ask me. I just think this is great. So wait, so you've been through the breast cancer surgery. Um, Yes. You kicked the scoundrel out, right? Yes. And now you are starting over. Um, you were you still working as a registered nurse at the time? So after surgery, did you go back to work as a registered nurse? I went back to work. Yes, I do home health. I have a beautiful little patient. I work with her until she went away to Georgia. And after mm-hmm. she went to Georgia, so you know, I have enough of nursing. It's thirty-seven years now, and I'm going to go into acting. By this, I build a, a mansion by myself, and I move okay. into the mansion. Yes, you ladies did, out there. Did you, you? Yeah, go ahead, say it. <laughs> you ladies out there, you don't need a man to define you, and you don't need a man to take care of you. No disrespect for to the to the real man them, but you can go and work, and you can make it yourself. You just have to plan your plan and work your plan. Set your goals, focus, and you go do it. You don't need anyone to do it for you or give it to you. What you need, what we women need from a, a real man is the respect, the relationship, the communication, and the and the love. We don't need them. It's at, well, for me, I don't need a man for his money or his stuff that he have. I need a man companionship, respect, where we grow old together. Because if you think I'm old, you have another thing coming. You should see me. In two months, I'll be 62. Child, I look like 42. Isn't that, that true, Dr. Diane? Yes, you do. She looks fabulous. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is it over there that you're doing so you can share with the rest of us? <laughs> exactly what we're do doing now. Exactly what we're doing now, talking and laughing and laugh at yourself in the mirror. If you don't have anything to laugh about, look in the mirror and laugh at yourself every day. Exactly what we're doing is like keeping this young and, of course, the grace of God. And I take care of myself. I never live a nightlife. I did a bleach out myself at night and look. No, I didn't do that. I live a, a ladylike life, so I look. That's why I look my my age, why I look like this at this age. So I um I I built me a mansion and I went to in the yellow page and I said I'm going to stop nursing. I'm going to go into modeling. I well, found an agent. Uh, so so I know that you said people suggested to you that you, know, you should become an actor. Was this something in the back of your mind for years Never. and years and years? Really? So, Never. so someone said this to you, and you decided, you know, I'm going to uh, do this thing. I, <laughs> all my life, people say to me, would ask me, are you a model? They would ask me that question. And I said, no, I don't want to be a model. And um, so at 56 or 57, I look in the yellow page, and I say, I'm going to be a model. I'm going to do modeling. Because all my life, every single day, somebody says something about my skin, my features, my everything. And so I said, I'm going to do it. Everybody can't be wrong. And I went, and I look in the yellow page, and I registered with an agent, and I start working as a model. I did so you acting. just call, wait a minute, because I, you know <laughs> I, I know there's somebody out there taking notes. <laughs> yes, so I just called the agent. Call yes. the agent, you say, hey, I've never modeled before. Never. I'm interested in being a model. And they said, yes. what to you? Because I'm imagining. It's- that some they, agent they, is going to say, lady, hang up the phone. But no, what did they say to no. you? Okay, she said to me, you know, where you live? I said, in West Palm Beach, and they're in Fort Lauderdale. And, and they said to me, we're coming to West Palm Beach to do a casting. Do you know where this and this 
such a hotel is? I said, I don't know. Give me the directions, and I find it. I found it, and I wore a long white dress. And, girl, when I went to the hotel, I'm going down to where they are, and I'm walking down there. Everybody had turned. I said, okay, I know I got this. <laughs> All wow. had turned. Yes. My, yes, my how, son. How my, old you? Know, you? How old 57. Look at this. So, you know, if you're out there 50, listening. <laughs> I, was, I was 57. Yes, I was 57. Hold and on. I, hold on. I don't, go, don't go any further. Let's take a short break. This is our last commercial break, and we're going to come back. You're going to tell us you walked in at 57 in your long white dress, and what happened? Because like I've told people, you are in that Rite Aid commercial. Everywhere I go, I see you, and I'm like, there's Ivette. <laughs> So you're going to tell us what happened, because I'm telling you, a lot of people are finding this hard to believe, because I just imagined if you pick up the phone and you say, I want to become a model, I've never done it before, that someone is going to say, lady, hang up the phone, right? But that's not what happened. So we're going to take a short break. Do not go anywhere, because you're going to hear the rest of this amazing story, all right? We'll be right back. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Thompson. Are you ready to take control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Join us for Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Atlanta's incredible radio, AM 1570 WIGO, or listen live stream at WIGOAM.com. All right, welcome back. And if you are just joining us, you missed out on the first part of this amazing story, but of course you know it's in the archives, so just search my archives for the rest of the interview. I'm talking with Ms. Ivette Jackson, and she is such an inspirational and fabulous woman. And, yes, she looks great, and I'll make sure there are pictures of her on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson so you see what I'm talking about. And this woman has talked about coming from uh, really tough life experiences, and I really wanted to highlight her story because I know that there are others of you who are going through different things, different things that you feel these things are keeping you down, and you haven't figured out how to get out of it. And I wanted to show, you know, there is a, a Chinese um, a Chinese uh, saying that goes, fall down seven times, get up eight. And this woman is showing us that this is it. You fall down. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down. As long as you get up one more time, that's the important thing. So Ivette was telling us now, you know, she's been through all these things, um, went through molestation as a child, grew up in poverty, uh, was in an abusive marriage, was able to step away from that marriage, even though she loved this man. Like sometimes they say in Jamaica, love that man more than cook food. Right? And she walked away from that marriage, was diagnosed with breast cancer, went through that, and now she decided after being a nurse for many, many years, I want to be a model. So this woman picks up the phone, calls the modeling agency. I mean, you just, you, this thing does not happen. But she calls the agency, and she decides to go down for an audition. Now, I've had take it from there. So you go there, and what happens? 
<laughs> and I walked in in my white dress and all head turned, and I said, boy, I got this. And so I registered, and then she told me when, what day and what time to come to Fort Lauderdale to do a photo shoot. And she sent me and burned notice. So I did burn notice for four years. There's, there's a series they had here in Florida. I did burn notice for four years. I did Far Landers. I did Daddy's Girlfriend. I did The Glades. I did, oh, God, I don't remember the name of it. But so the many movies one. because of one yes. vehicle. Because you yes. decided to take action. Hello? Yes. Because yes. you to take action. This is, this is amazing, right? Right? So yes. here you are mm-hmm. living your dream. And and how did you end up in that the, the Rite Aid commercial that I see everywhere? An agent called me and said, Yvette, they're looking for your feet, everything you have they're looking for. And it's a, it's a lot of us. It's like 350 of us went on the casting. And they chose three out of that casting. And I went back to the recall. The recall was about 150. And out of the 150, they chose three. And I was the first one they picked because I killed it. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then they came. Um, after we did that, the agent said, get all my information sent to them, and she gave me the date and the photo the studio where we were going to do the shoot. We did like a 14-hour shoot. And I went, the three of us went, and we did the 14-hour shoot. And when I was sitting in the, in the lobby doing my paperwork, somebody walked in and said, this got to be Isaac. So I hold my head up and I said, and who is saying that? He said, I am the director for the right aid just flew in from Connecticut. And as I see your picture out of the hundreds and thousands of pictures, you were the first one I picked. Oh, my God, hallelujah, Jesus. And he, we went on and we did 40, he said, David is his name. He said, Ivette, of all the years I'm writing, this is the best photo shoot I ever have. Because why? There is me and this lady, a young girl, she played my daughter, Sweepy from Africa, and, they, and a man, he played my husband, so it's a family scene. And we get along like we had known each other from childhood, the relationship, the connection, the click, the, the personality, the attitude. We kill it. We nail it, Dr. Diane. And it's been yeah. running for this year, five years now. That, that It's a print photo shoot. That's what they call it, a print photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And it's distributed in 42 states, it distributed in 42 states. And every, if you look at my page, you see all of my Facebook friends, they said, is that you, Ivette? And I told them, no. They said, who is it? I said, my twin sister. They said, Ivette, are you lying to me? They took a picture from all over the United States and they would put it on my Facebook. Ivette, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because I've, I've been to many different states and I, I can see the picture and I say, there goes Ivette. <laughs> so that's great. And with 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 acting, Ivan, did you actually go to acting school, or did you just just stepped out there and did it? I did. We our 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 top casting agent here in, in Florida is Lori Weinman. So I went to her. She's a great. Oh, she's nominated for everything. And I went to her. I took a week, two weekend classes with from with her. That's all the acting school I went to. Two weekend classes I did with Lori Weinman. And she said to me, Ivet, I know you're in this just for fun, you know, to change your life, and it's just for fun. But you have the, 
the face and the hair and the skin, the face, the bone structure and your personality is going to take you places that you never dreamed of, even though you're in it just for fun. Man, I booked five commercials, and they love it so much that they favor me and put me, pay me an extra $1,000 to put me on their website. I've never seen none of the commercials. Everybody's seen them because I, I don't want to watch to see me. It's the truth. <laughs> then, then an agent called me, and Adam Sandler came to town. This is the one. Adam Sandler came to town from California, and he did a casting. It's like 6,400 and something people at the casting because it's like a whole four-day weekend, every day straight. And when I walk in, in the, in the building, and a man said to look at me, and he said to me, you're booked. I said, booked for what? He said, why are you here? I said, the casting for Jack and Jill, Adam Sandler movie. He said, well, you're a book. So I look at him like he's crazy. He said, I'm not crazy. Because I, I didn't say it, but I give that look. He mm-hmm. said, I am one of the casting, I am one of the casting directors from California, and you are booked. I said, but I didn't do no paperwork. He said, you are booked. I said, he said, go do your paperwork. I said, you'll never find that picture out of all the, he said, don't worry. I'll find you because there's nothing in the face come through this door like yours. And honey, I went and the casting was, it was about a hundred, out of the 6,400 something, they only choose 150. And that was the first one booked out of the 400, the 600 and something. And we went in the law of the seas and we had a blast on the law of the seas because it never sailed. It was a new ship. And we occupied the whole ship and it was a riot on that ship. Let me tell you, oh, I had the time of my life and after 150, I am the only one that they shift off to California with them to wrap up the film. The only one. Seven oh, of them voted. That is wonderful. Wonderful. Seven of them voted. And they said, I you have a, she said, Adam put his hands around me and hugged me one day. And I said, uh-oh. Because they say to us, if you do anything wrong, I want to take picture with the stars and say, we're going to kick you off the ship. And when he came and hugged me, I said, uh-oh, I'm going to get kicked off the ship. He said, you see that personality? That's what keeping you on that ship. He said, when we're, <laughs> yes. He said, well, we don't, we're tired. It's tired. We work hours. They're tired and the stress on them. You know, he said, all I have to do is look for you, and you're not hard to find because you're the only one with the beautiful platinum silver here. And every time we look to see, there you are with that big smile. You made her a day, and you're the last one going to get kicked off of this ship. That's, That's what wonderful. Adam said. So that smile and personality took you a long way. Straight to California to wrap the film up with Adam. <laughs> And 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 Al Pacino and Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. God what is good. What an amazing story. What an amazing story. Now, Ivette, your book is called The Journey, A Warrior's Resilient Spirit. Why did you write that book? Why? Mm-hmm. Oh, when I remember about the molestation, when I remember, because that's my second book, when I remember everything, that's when I said I got to write this because I thought I was the only one in Jamaica that it happens to to find out when you know this story. And Mm -hmm. so I started to write that book because of that reason. And I gave away hundreds and because I wrote it to give away, not to sell. What was was the lesson you wanted your readers to take from it? I want them to know that what happened to them does not define them. I want them to know that what happens to them does not define them. And, and I want to put it out there. they walk away with nothing else from this interview, I think they will walk away with a lot because you're so right. When you've gone through stuff, you tend to let that thing define you. And if you can take Ivette's advice and, and know that it should not define you, it will take you a long, long way. 
So yes. you then I, tell us a little about your film, Ivette. This is amazing. The film, the film is Forgiveness, Lessons of Life 101, and it's inspired by my book. It's a true story. And, you know, it's, it's such a long story, this story. Anyhow, the film, we did the film, and it's become an award-winning film. We win the People's Choice Award. And then I entered the largest black film fest last, when was it? Last, 2000 and, last year it became 2012. It became 2013. It, it won the award. And then I entered the 2014 San Diego, the largest black film festival in the United States. I entered and my film was selected. I I'm the writer and the creative director and everything for the book, for the film. But it was produced by Paulette King. Paulette King produced it. I produced my single, the CD. I produced that, but Paulette King produced my film. And she's also a Jamaican, mighty woman. And so the film, I entered the San Diego Film Festival, and the, the director, Diane, loved the film so much. She's supposed to email you and let you know it's been accepted. She called me on the phone, and we sound like how we sound today on the phone, laughing and chatting like we know each other from childhood. She said, Ivette, your film is going to be screening in San Diego, and I have to call it. She was, so, she was in cloud nine, and, of course, guess what? I went in cloud nine, cloud ten with her. <laughs> I went in cloud 10 all the time because you're going to be so excited about my film. You can't be more excited than I am. I went to cloud 10 and she, then she emailed me and girl, my film show in San Diego for this last month. And she said that, and this, the film, um, um, she said the film is is nominated for the one of the best cutting edge film it was nominated for, and she said my film did very very well in California in San Diego. So that's my wow. film. Wow! Wow! So went from and you never did any of this before. You did nothing. No. You weren't trained to do no. any of this, and here you are, a writer, no. a model, no. an actress, a filmmaker. Like, like your second, it's like a reincarnation. It's a starting over. It's a, this is amazing. This is really yes. amazing. Yeah. You have to yeah. be determined. You have to, have, you have to be a determined person, and you have to choose not to give up. You have to make that choice. I'm not going to give up. And you know your gifts. You know your talent. I mean, we, the, the, the sky's the limit. So, you know, like, the, like that God would ask one of his, ask Moses, so what do you have in your hand? There's the Red Sea. You're going to get drowned or something. What do you have in your hand? You ha- All of us have something in our hand. Use it. Use it. Love it. I love it. Yes. yes. What else is in store for you, Ivette? What's coming up now? What's your plan? Well, What's your vision well, for the future? My third book, I, I, it's, an, it's a completion of amazing stories. What I did, I collect stories from all over the world, from everybody. And I don't know what happened. My computer crashed one day. I didn't save it as yet. I didn't have a backup. I'm ashamed to say this on the air. I lost that. All of it's gone. So oh. I'm going to start. Yes, it was awesome. People that's been molested, whatever form of abuse, they send me stories from Israel, Lithuania, Germany, all over the world, the universe, they send me their story. And I was, it's a completion of amazing stories. I have to make it into a book form. And, and it's, 
I'm ashamed to say it on the air, but it's gone. But you know what? It's not gone. Listen to me, people. Writing is healing. They had a chance because there's people who never tell nobody anything. They tell me. And they have a chance to write out their pain, their hurt, and their anger. And some people told me I wrote it, but I can't send it. I said, well, put this under your mattress or burn it. But at least they said to me it was a healing process when they wrote it because many times they came past this, this, the, go over this hump, the part when, when I was writing my first book, the hardest part was for me to write, my stepfather raped me. I couldn't pass it. Rage, anger, tears. I ripped the book up and start over again, because I couldn't pass that part. But the day when I passed it, I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm healed. The minute you can pass that hump and write that particular thing, whatever it is, your healing process started. And you had asked me a question, did I go for counseling? Yes, I went for counseling. I believe in counseling. Because sometimes sometimes it's one, yes, I went to my pastor. I went to my pastor. And sometimes it's one word. That person give you, and that one word take you through. One word that you never thought of. Mm-hmm. And you're not crazy when you go to counseling. You're not crazy. You're smart, and you want to be better and continue to push forward. So you go for help to get that, that pain, that hurt, that thing, that one thing that's keeping you. They know how to remove it, and you're, you become what they call Les Brown. Oh, he loves me. As a dear, he called me unstoppable. <laughs> so I'm going to start a fourth book. I have a single out. It's been playing in Jamaica, Georgia, uh, um, uh, Brooklyn, and I'm trying to push it to number one. I have a second one coming out. The artist is the is Trillin Dion. Trillin Dion, a great little Jamaican singer, is another one of my little. I have a lot of daughters. People who have been through what I've been through. Every one of them is my daughter. Oh, by the way. On Facebook, I'm writing an article for a magazine that they asked me to write. I get a lot of a lot of work on Facebook, not paid work, but to inspire others. And I don't know how the article reads on this sister page. I don't know because she wasn't even one of my Facebook friends. And I know I got an inbox from this person from the Philippines says, your article have saved my life because I was just about to commit suicide because I'm so hurting because of relationship. And she read up about me and my page and said, if you could go through so much and still hear and inspire us, who am I to take my life? So the book, My Story Save a Life in the Philippines. Now another one came in, me and her is friend this time. And I, I friend that person. Another one came in, but this person I have friend, this is from Africa. She said all her siblings are dead, mother, father, brother, sister, and there's only she and a little one left, and she's up to the She's up to her neck with the responsibility, and she can't take it anymore. And she read my story, and she changed. We've been with friends. I have. I'm, I become a. If I go to school, is to is to get a degree in counseling. I am a counselor for all these people in the universe. When I travel every country I go to, including my own Jamaica. They know I'm there, and they would call me, inbox me, and tell me I want to meet you. I would take bus, car, taxi, whatever, and go two hours of driving to meet one particular person who went through cancer, went through molestation, and I'm the first and only person she told her she was molested. Another one in Jamaica, it's the same thing everywhere I go. They tell nobody. 
in the plane, flying, they see me wherever I go because my hair is gray, people, and I don't dye. So I, I can despite me anywhere in the world I go. They just pick me out because I look like my picture. Yes, and that is what my story is doing around the world. I think uh, that that is really, really beautiful. And, you know, you mentioned three things, and I'm going to highlight them. Uh, One of them is the idea of getting that, whatever the trauma is, getting it out. And and that's one of the reasons why I often encourage people to get a journal. You know, sometimes when you can just write what you're feeling and putting it down on paper, even if you don't tell someone, at least starting by putting it out on paper, you'll find a release. Um, Another thing that this is so important is the going for counseling, going for help. Many times in our communities, people go through stuff, they keep it to themselves, they're ashamed, or they feel like they have to be superwoman and superman. And the truth is, like you said, sometimes someone has one word. They have one way that they can just show you and you didn't a perspective that you didn't think of. And it's mm-hmm. just that one thing that will one thing for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. And there you are for years struggling with it and this one thing. So please go out there and get help. Don't keep it to yourself. And and like you say, open up lines of communication about this. We should not be ashamed of molestation. You didn't cause it on yourself. So talk to people, get it out there, get yourself some help. And you know, get in that place where you're like Yvette, where you're going after your dreams and goals. Now, Yvette, my, my last question for you, I always love to ask just a final tip of the week for listeners. People are going through stuff. They're going through their thing. Maybe not what you went through, but their thing. And one of the things that you said to me earlier, which I think we all should hold on to, it's really a belief of mine, is that you don't let your experiences define you. But is there anything else that you can share with these people who are going through their stuff to have them help them like you come out smelling like a rose, learn their lesson and move on? Is there anything you can share with them to help them make that mind shift? You know, I hope I remember this quote I'm going to quote from Dr. Maya Angelou. He said, I, she said, I can be changed by what happened to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. Dr. Angela, Mayor Angelo said, I can be changed by what happened to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. That's what you have to live by. What happened to you does not define you. It's not your fault. Don't be ashamed. Don't spend the rest of your life guilty. And, what, and, and you must pick yourself up and you must move on. Excellent. Trust God. Trust God and go to counseling. And remember, what happens to you does not define you, so don't let it reduce you. Great advice, Yvette. Remind our listeners of the names of your book. The Journey, A Warrior's Resilient Spirit. It is available Everywhere books are sold, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, in Jamaica, uh, Novelty Traders, Books and Books, Sangster's Bookstore have it. They didn't put it out yet. Just go on the computer. Anywhere books are sold. How do they get a hold of you? My name is my email address, which is Ivette, I-V-E-T-T, no E at the end. Ivette Jackson at AOL.com. And what's your Facebook page, Ivette? Oh, I don't. I didn't memorize that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, 
Which is terrible. Listen, no, I, I never memorized it. I'm ashamed. And I had a website, you know, but Facebook is doing so awesome. I shut down my website last year, October. Oh, yes, I did. I'm, I know I'm real. I Listen, I keep it real because I don't want anybody to look at me like I'm all that and all up there. They can't approach me to say hi because she's perfect. Oh, no. No, no, I don't want that. I am real. I made mistakes. I, no, I didn't memorize it, but guess what? If you just type Yvette Jackson, I-V-E-T-T, no E at the end, Yvette Jackson, just Google me. You'll find me and find everything you want to know about me. And you'll and find me on Facebook. Yvette, I will put your Facebook page on my page so people can Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, sir. This terrible, but this listen. No, you gotta keep it terrible. real. It's actually great. It it shows that you're human and you're real, and I love that. I really do. You're Absolutely, awesome. yes. yes. <laughs> All right, and and I, hey, I'm gonna ask you before I broadcast this. You can you can let me know again. Just contact me and let me know if you really want me to put your phone number out there. But I think it's oh, okay. given and kind of you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no! Well, I think I think you don't want it out there, so maybe I shouldn't. But you can contact me on Facebook. Google me, Ivette Jackson. I would do it for myself. That's all I'm saying. So I. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'm crazy. Listen. Listen, Ivette. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You know, keep up the good work. You are inspiring so many people out there, and I know even just from this interview, there are people who are looking at their lives quite differently. So I really thank you, and of course, I wish you all the success in the world, because I think this is so amazing. And every time I see that Rite Aid commercial, I go to different states. I travel for speaking activities, and I'll, I'll say, there goes Ivette. So I, you know, I wish you all the best and all the success, and Thank you so much for not only going through your stuff, but actually using it to teach others and, and helping people to get healthy and whole again. So thank you so much, Ivette. Yes, I am my brother's keeper. Excellent. All right, folks. So that's it for Health Talk this week. Take good care of yourself. As I've often told you, your health is your wealth. And as you learn tonight, health is not just physical. I believe health is everything because if your mind isn't healthy, you're not healthy. So have a great week, and please do something healthy for yourself. And, again, I thank my guest, Ms. Ivette Jackson. She's just so amazing and so inspirational. And go out there and check out her book. And I'll make sure her Facebook address is on my page. All right, everyone, take care. Thank you, Dr. Diane. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth, so do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.